I'm Andrew Coppolino. Welcome to REITS Radio, brought to you by Waterloo Region Eats. Can you say cheese, please? This is episode five. opened her cheese store, Say Cheese Please, in downtown Galt, Cambridge, and she's never looked back. The small, cozy shop stocks about 100 cheeses, but the quest for new and interesting cheese is a never-ending one. Thanks for having me here today at the shop, uh, Wendy. Oh, you're so welcome, Andrew. 2009. It's unbelievable because I was here back then, and it's hard to believe that that much time has gone by. I know. But it's been an exciting exciting (laughs) journey. Yeah, uh, sometimes fingernail biting and uh, everything else that goes along with being in the food business, but I love my customers and um, I love my little store. Now you came from, a, I understand, a home economics background, which I guess isn't a big leap to going into the food business, but how do you pick cheese? Well, actually, I worked for a wonderful man up at the Waterloo Market for a number of years, and I kind of learned the business from or learned a lot about cheese and um, always thought it would be wonderful to have my own cheese store and so the opportunity presented itself and I decided to take that flying leap. (laughs) What, uh, uh, I think that's Clifton Fadiman too, didn't he say that uh, milk is, cheese is milk's leap into immortality? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Uh, But why cheese? What is it about cheese that you decided was something that you could work with. How, well, what goes with wine better? Really, Andrew, what goes with the wine better? Granted, granted, granted. <laughs> Actually, I can't think of anything that cheese doesn't go with. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But is it the, is it its particular quality of, uh, it's a, it's an, it started as a bulk of milk that got condensed down into a small little nubbin of deliciousness? Is it the artisanal aspect? Is it the history of it? Or is it all of those things? All of the above. All of the above. I find it so interesting to go back and look at the history of how cheese is developed and to understand how that affects the, the uh, product that we see today. And um, yeah, it's just one of these things that never ceases to amaze me that one ingredient, milk, can be made into so many different wonderful flavors and textures and so on. It's a, yeah, it's just always an amazing process. Do you think cheese gets the credit that it deserves in this day and age, in a time of, say, fast food, in a time of processed food? Has cheese been left behind? I mean, obviously Mm. your shop is intending to bring it again to the forefront, but uh, could we say that it's sort of been something that's sort of the pure value of cheese might be underestimated now? Well, like I say to my customers, here in Canada, the the pioneers who opened this country had no time for enjoying a little fromage and wine. (laughs) They were too busy trying to get a crop in to get through our incredible, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And our incredible winters are just daunting to say the least. But we're, this generation, starting kind of with my generation, the baby boomers, have been in a wonderful position of being able, not having to depend on putting down every bit of food to get you through the winter time, having grocery stores open 24 hours and so on for emergencies. So we have this, op- and we're also traveling more. And so we have this wonderful opportunity to really explore these things that say, for example, our European 
um, cousins have been enjoying for centuries. We feel a little bit, um, you know, scared of, of it because we don't really understand it. But in the end, like I say to my customers, it really comes down to one thing. Do you like it or do you not? There you go. Simple enough. It's simple. <laughs> I'll pull out another historical reference. Uh, Charles de Gaulle, former president of France, uh, queried once aloud, how do you govern a country or a nation that has over 400 cheeses? <laughs> Obviously, it's a well-taken point, and you probably don't have 400 cheeses here, but you have a number of cheeses. So give me kind of a rundown of, of uh, some of your favorite cheeses, the stocks that are here, um, and uh, you know how people are, are receptive to them. Well, I like I say to my customers, everything that I carry, I like. It's my store. That's my rule. In a sort of very uh, Charles de Gaulle kind of authoritarian <laughs> yeah, exactly, way. <laughs> exactly. 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 A decree. A presidential I, decree. Well, I have to be passionate about something in order to be able to represent it well. And if it was something that I didn't like, it would be really hard to convince somebody that, hey, this is a really great thing, you know. Sure. Um, so um, I'm always looking for quality products. Uh, something a little bit different. Of course, our artisanal cheese making uh, makers have increased in numbers throughout Canada over the years. There's some wonderful cheese makers that are in Ontario who are winning all kinds of international awards for their, their products. And I think I try to carry a lot of those cheeses because I want people to try our wonderful Canadian cheeses as well. And a lot of these people are, are kind of like you. They're families, they're small operators, they're not the cheese giants that yeah. we all know. Nothing against them in particular, but you're working with, I'm just thinking of someone like Guns Hill or exactly. Wild Note. These are, the, these are families and, that are, and are and like I like to, what I like, how I like to approach it with my customers is to say that these people are artists. It takes an artist's touch to come up with a really good cheese. You can't, I mean, I've tasted homemade cheeses that people have made, you know, milk and rennet and whatever, and it just doesn't cut the mustard, really, does it? So the people that are, are artisanal cheesemakers are artists in their own right. And so we get the wonderful pleasure of being able to eat their artistic um, creations. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a unique thing, isn't it? I mean, there aren't, wonderful. you know, if you think of a butcher or a guy that, or a person that, that has cattle and, and creates meat or beef, it's really the cows doing all the work, when it, or the cattle that are doing all the work yeah. to make the beef. Right. The cows do the work here to provide us with the milk, but then somebody else has to add some kind of. Uh, inspiration and some science to, that's to right. making to something that's uniform, delicious. And yeah, and that everybody is going to go wow over. And that's uh, that's the whole thing. And that's 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 you know, I'm in this hustle and bustle world, I'm really trying to say to people, you know, when you're when when you can slow down. Slow down and enjoy the moment. I mean, the ride is over all too fast, isn't it? <laughs> Well, we won't go there. We'll, <laughs> we'll have another piece of cheese. Exactly. And, and, exactly. Toast, and toast a good long one. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think, too, that, that, that the cheese is almost a quintessential slow food when you mention the word slow. It's not something that's quickly dashed off. Right. It takes time from cow, from grass to cow to the cheese house to the aging process. It can be right. years before exactly. the actual, even though, you know, we eat it and gobble it quickly. It is a slow food. <laughs> it is. It is. And I want people to come here and take the time. I, I sample the cheeses for them. I really want my customers 
to walk out of here, uh, one, feeling confident about their purchase, but really enjoying the experience too. This isn't like just going to a grocery store and buying, you know, a pre-cut wrapped piece of cheese. Yeah, let me pick up on that. We talked uh, we talked about this earlier, um, this sort of going into the grocery store and buying mm -hmm. that $5.99 block by XYZ Cheese Company. I'm going to I'm going to give you a soapbox here to stand up on. Uh, so tell me what <laughs> your reaction you. is to that. And Please why don't eat it. Okay. It's why, why is it so cheap, first of all? Well, number one, there is no, there is no um, secret that uh, the man manufacturers of that cheese know that other people don't know. You can only reduce price by doing one of two things, reducing... Um, compromising on your ingredients or getting rid of employees. It comes really down to that. There's nothing else to be done. So if you look on your ingredient listings and you see in your for your cheese that it's been made with modified milk byproducts or milk solids, that product has been made with dried milk powder and whey powder. Those products, yes, the, the argument will be from manufacturers that those are byproducts of the dairy industry. However, they do not have to come from Canada. And at that price, you can be absolutely sure that they do not. My guarantee to my customer here is that everything that I carry is 100% milk of country of, an, of origin and animal, whether that be cow, goat, sheep, or even water buffalo. Yeah. That's an interesting point, and I guess it's all part of um, a general growing awareness, shall we say. We'll put it in the positive and say it's a growing awareness right. among customers of education about food and understanding where ingredients come right. from rather than sort of the, the race to the bottom to find the cheapest food products. Exactly. And, and this it's is... Just not this, no, it's not. And I think that this is what is really contributing to our obesity problem that we're facing in this country because in the dark ages when I was growing up... <laughs> <laughs> Cheddar was just as expensive, comparatively speaking, than as it is today. Was I allowed to eat a half a block because it was $5.99 and cheap? No, no, I would have been killed. <laughs> I was allowed to take off a couple of slices, a couple of crackers, an apple. That was an appropriate snack that you ate. I think nowadays we're, we we have to switch our mindset from this kind of the starvation mode that we, we get into it. I, I always laugh when, when they put out the storm warnings, you know, the storm is coming, the storm is coming. And you can see everybody at the grocery store out there filling up their baskets because the storm is coming. When have you ever seen a grocery store closed? More than 24 hours, True. right? And we all have 24 hours worth of food stockpiled already that's yes, right right so nowadays we are so blessed to be living in a time where you know we don't have to do that but we've we've got to turn off this starvation um, um, part of our brain that says that tells us we're going to starve right. and breathe through that deep cleansing breath and realize that that um, you know we don't have to stockpile. We're okay, and uh, and find a pleasure principle. I think too. Oh, the the yeah. idea of enjoying little bits in moderation that are very good 
is a good thing for your body in terms of the, the reduced amount of bulk that you're eating, but also the increased dopamine or whatever you want to call it that gives you pleasure, that makes helps you recognize right. this is something that's really delicious. I, this is a craftsperson who's built this creation. I'm enjoying it. I'm savoring right. it with company, a glass of wine, uh, a starlit night. There's all and kinds of romantic kind of ideals, but yeah. they're very, very true. Exactly. And, and we all go walk away from that experience you know, elated because it's so, it's been such a great experience. And I just want people to, to make that experience a part of their life. In Europe, in Europe, if we look, you know, they eat everything. They eat bread, they eat um, meat, they eat pasta and all those things, all in moderation. But the key is it's all the highest quality that right. they can get. And that is the key to the whole thing. Because if you eat good quality, it has flavor. You will eat less and you will enjoy it more. There's other things than cheese here that you're also selling. I, I was do. really interested in the buffalo, uh, water buffalo milk for one, yes. but uh, there's some meats and um, some other local products at That's your store. Right. Uh, again, you're part of that sort of network of small, smaller producers, uh, small little economies, people that are crafts, uh, crafts people that are, are sort of selling uh, their passion almost. Exactly. I really try very, very hard to carry the best of. It's a small store. I can't afford to carry all kinds of lines, but I do try to carry um, like a lot of um, Canadian. I'll say Canadian because our artisanal industry is small, both cheeses and condiments. Um, I carry Mario Pinge, prosciutto and capicola. Oh, I know. He's so he's such a wonderful producer. And um, I do have fast foods from Jerry Raiders, and uh, these are ready-made meals. Or that's right, and they're good quality. They're they're again, they won't make you. If I mean, we all are like that, we need to have something fast once in a while, and these are great quality products that you'll walk away feeling like you've had a, a decent meal for a fast. Month. Tell us a. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the, the water buffalo. That's an interesting mm. story, and maybe people are, it's, it's an opportunity to educate people about something they may not know. Right. Okay, so the water buffalo. I've been carrying water buffalo milk cheeses here for almost since I opened. And all of a sudden, recently, I started getting a lot of customers being referred to me by people because they were having sensitivities to the protein in um, uh, dairy, all dairy. And um, so I, did some inquiring about why water buffalo was uh, was okay, and the most the most interesting fact that I found out is that the water buffalo is actually not a part of the bovine family; it's part of the canine family, and that's why the protein doesn't affect people the way that the dairy. It's the funniest looking dog I've I ever seen. I <laughs> know they 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 sweat through their hooves, and that's why they stand in water, right? And um, so, but also water buffalo milk is also very high in calcium. And um, it, there's, there was a study done um, not too long ago looking at calcium supplements and noting there, they found that there's a 30% increase in heart attack taking a calcium supplement. And they, they are presuming, although they don't really know why this is, that it's because of that surge of calcium into the bloodstream. So now they're saying, don't take calcium supplements. Get your calcium from high sources of calcium in your food and mineral water. So, water buffalo is very high in calcium. 
I carry the frozen buffalo milk here too, which can be used to add to smoothies. You can make yogurt with it, kefir, drink it, add it to your, wherever you would use um, cow's milk, you can use, bu just substitute buffalo milk for it as, as well. So you're getting high calcium. And apparently in Europe, this is uh, postmenopausal women are drinking a lot of buffalo milk because of this. What's the flavor like? Is it a stronger flavor, or would um, you not be able to tell? No, well, I mean, I, yeah, I think you would be able to tell that it wasn't cow's milk, but the flavor is very. Um, I I love buffalo milk cheeses. I I don't sell bocconcini here. Here's I've said that to you that I have to be passionate about something in order to represent it. I do not like bocconcini. I find it rubbery and tasteless. tasteless. I have always steered away from bocconcini. I love the water buffalo, the buffalo milk mozzarella. It has a nice creamy texture and a mild flavor that I've always found makes a caprese salad or a margarita pizza absolutely spectacular. So that's, it's, it's got that a mild but very pleasant flavor to it. Okay, so that's one of the cheeses you like, and I'm going to put you on the spot, and as we sort of finish up, uh, give me a handful or two or three of the, of your most favorite cheeses, most ones favorite. you couldn't do without in a vast selection of what must be wonderful cheeses. Well, I have to say my Say Cheese Please Custom Smoked Cheddar. I love that. And uh, let's see now, uh, in blue cheeses, um, I really like Celtic blue. I had, there was a, blue, a sheep's milk blue that came from the Basque region that is my absolute favorite, but I don't think it's coming into the country right now. That's amazing. Um, let's see now. Um, I love, I carry the Sauvagine Reserve, which uh, is a little bit different yeah. than the regular yeah. Sauvagine. Right. Oh my gosh, I love Sauvagine. And um, my smoked, um, spiced Gouda, which is spiced with cumin. That melted on, on Saturdays I have the Montreal style wood fire oven bagels. That melted on a, on a bagel. Oh, with a nice That's, fresh slice of tomato. Good. That sounds good. It's so good, it's so good, it's so good. <laughs> Always eat cheese at room temperature or? Yes, because um, when you take it out of the refrigerator, um, cheese out of, what, that is cold, when you put it in your mouth, it really doesn't taste like anything until your mouth has a chance to warm it up and release the flavors. So by serving it at room temperature, you're going to get that rush of flavors right from the get-go. Yeah. That's a good way, to, that's a good thing to call it a rush. It is a yeah, rush. Yeah, exactly. It's, this is audio, uh, but we have to describe, uh, can you describe a little bit the pun in the name? Because it's not going to be obvious when we say, say cheese, please. Uh, I don't have a French accent, so I can't make it sound. Exactly. So, tell me about the name. It's say cheese, please, but it's the French S, C apostrophe, E-S-T. I wanted my store to feel like a little French fromagerie. I wanted people to come in, take a deep breath, and slow down from our our crazy lives that we lead. And i that's the comment that I get most often is that it feels like, those customers will say to me, when were you in Provence? This is just like a little cheese store in Provence. And I say, well, actually I haven't been to Provence, but if I was imagining what a cheese store would be like in Provence, this would be pretty close to it. I have a customer too, um, 
she was seconded here for a year from Paris and um, she brought her young children to have a Canadian experience and their husband father went back and forth and before she went home she came in here they used to come every Saturday for at baguette and, and croissant and pain au chocolat on Saturdays and they'd come in for all of those treats and some cheese and so on and when they went home as they were going home she came in to thank me she said this has been a touch of home for us this past year and actually they've moved here to Cambridge permanently they liked it so much wow. and now they're going to be regular customers on Saturdays yay <laughs> and you get a little uh, tip of the hat from the uh, Cambridge Board of Commerce and so I get to practice my very bad French on her <laughs> <laughs> well maybe bad French but good cheese exactly uh, thank you for uh, welcoming me into the into the store and uh, it's been you. a pleasure speaking with you and uh, Here's to say cheese. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks so much for coming. I really appreciate it.